This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. 103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville now presents Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show, Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Now, here's the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. And good evening, everyone, from Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville. It's Coach's Corner. I'm Bryce Kendrick, filling in for the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver, as Coach continues to recover from surgery. We'd like to thank a few of our sponsors, of course, Cecil Ison and staff here at Ison's Family Pizza, Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. I have four guest segments tonight on this very special show. We have three local athletes who all made it to state in their respective fall sports. Coming up later, I'll be joined by East Central Cross Country State finalist Rachel Campbell and Coach Steve Cotherman, South Ripley Cross Country State finalist Laney Nicholson with Coach Jim Cole, and we'll close out the night with Charger football uh, head coach uh, uh, Steve Stern of North Decatur. And to open up the show tonight, he was all also a state finalist this fall in boys tennis. He is Jack Stern. Jack, welcome and congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. It, it's a pleasure to have you. It's an outstanding uh, season. Uh, you finished 20-1 and overall. You were undefeated in the regular season, 14-0. and And, uh, you know, of the matches that you played during the regular season, well, let's, let's talk first about the season as a whole. Okay. It's been a few weeks since you last played. Have you had a chance to digest and kind of go over everything and just kind of take everything in? No, I haven't. Honestly, it, it's still really surreal for me. And, um, I haven't gotten to the point where I like miss tennis yet. Like I want to go back, but I know right. that it's about to hit at some point. Yeah. So of your 14 wins during the regular season, that included your second EIAC championship. Um, and being the number one singles player, you get uh, designated as MVP for that for for taking that. So congratulations. Did your first title come last year, or was it your sophomore refreshment season? Um, it came last year. My Sophomore year, I got to the final, and then last year, I was finally able to get my first title. Well, congratulations on that. Now, in this year's conference tournament, you faced uh, Greensburg's Bryce uh, Stringer, uh, Connersville's Gage Brown, and Rushville's Marlon Hirschberger, who you also faced in the uh, sectional final out of Connersville. Of those three, who was the toughest opponent you faced? I got to say, Marlon, I played him like three or four times this year, and he gave me a run, a run for my money every single time. And did you meet him uh, twice during the regular season, not uh, counting conference, or, or just, just one of the Just time? the one time. The first time in the besides conference, it went three sets. It was a very long and tiring match. No question. And, um, you know... He was. You mentioned that uh, he was your biggest challenge among conference uh, opponents this season. At any point during the regular season, were you playing from behind, maybe down two or more games in a set, or even dropped a set? Um, yeah, the first time I did play Marlin, I actually lost the first set, and I think in I was able to win the second set. And I think in the third set, I was actually down three zero. So at that point, I was getting a little worried that you know I was going to lose that match, but I was able to pull from behind. Well, let's let's move on now to the uh, Richmond uh, individual sectional. Um, you had captured the uh, individual sectional with wins uh, both on Tuesday and Wednesday. You had to win win two to get out of that. What was your toughest match of those two? Um, you know, it's hard to say, but I, I'm going to have to go with my second match. I played that kid earlier in the season, and I had no trouble beating him. And then when I played him the second time, I was actually I was getting very frustrated because mm-hmm. he put up a much better fight. And I think at one point I was down a few games, and I I was getting really frustrated because I'm like, I should be beating this kid pretty easily. 
but I was finally able to pull through on that one. You move on from uh, Richmond out of uh, winning the Richmond sectional. You move on to the Fishers Regional, another situation where you had to play a couple of matches. Uh, you opened up with uh, Triton Central's Alex Krause, and you were able to shut him out uh, without dropping a single game. Uh, and then uh, in your second match, this was one that you did have to play from from behind. And, and I, I want to ask you this because it, it's not something that you had experienced all that much this season. How did it feel being down early in that match and having to come from behind, knowing that if you don't get the win, your season's over? Um, I was actually telling myself that, like, in the first set, I was up, I think, 3-0, three, three, about to be 3-0, and then he just started playing amazing, and I just lost the first set, and I kept telling myself, like, this cannot be your last match, like, it cannot end here. And then I don't know what happened, it just clicked, and then I'm like, I finally got my stuff together. And I think he was cramping at that point, which didn't really help him, but I was able to, to finally pull through on that one well then you get the uh, ticket that you get to go to carmel <laughs> yeah i mean you, first of all just just the feeling after winning that that regional championship and knowing that you were moving on to state what was that feeling like it was i didn't even know how to react honestly like i was still in shock it didn't hit me yet and i think afterwards i was like i was just on like a high and told my parents can we go to carmel because at that time that's when the team finals were going on so we went over there and we were just watching it was just crazy just to like even be over there did uh, before we actually talk about the match itself? Did you actually get to drive around Carmel at all? Because they're known for uh, roundabouts, roundabouts, <laughs> roundabouts, and water features in every single subdivision that's up there. Yeah, we hit a few roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hopefully run over a roundabout. No, no. Well, that's good. That's good. Talk a little bit about uh, about your parents and and uh, I, I saw several pictures this year where they were were with you and obviously uh, proud mom and dad on all of the success that you've had this season. Your parents are here with you tonight. Mm -hmm. Why don't you talk a little bit about them? Um, I. Um I credit them for most of my success. They spend so much time and energy helping me to get to where I am today. I'm so thankful for them. And my dad, he played tennis, and he's always been one of my biggest supporters, and I've always been able to go out there and play with him whenever I need to. And they've just always been there every step of the way whenever I need to go and practice, or they're so understanding whenever I need to put that extra. Mention your parents' names. Oh, My dad is Andy, and my mom is Connie. And, and Andy, just for the record, he had to pause for just a second to think about that because it looked like he had just a mental blank block there for just a second. But uh, So when you and your dad, Andy, get together, who, who wins? He's not going to like this, but it's it's always it's usually me. I mean, I think I beat him my first time in like eighth grade, and he wasn't too happy about it. But yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's the weak spot that you can exploit in this game? Um, probably his backhand. His backhand? Yeah. yeah. It's probably true for most people. The yeah. backhand's never quite as strong as the forehand. Have you ever, now I'm going to throw this out at you, have you ever played somebody that hits two forehands and does not hit a backhand? Uh, and um, I, know that's, I know that's not the way it's supposed to, but I've, I've got a follow-up here in just a minute. I understand. I have never seen that, no. All right, then you and I need to play because I don't have a backhand. <laughs> I have two forehands. And not that that helps me at all, but I don't have a backhand. It's horrible. But I do have I do have a decent – I'm a lefty, but I have a pretty good right-handed forehand. I actually prefer my backhand. Do you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I've never played anyone like that. No. When did you start playing? Um, I think when I first, like, picked up a racket. It was probably around nine. And, you know, it's going to hit against the wall at our house. But I didn't really get serious until 12th, uh, when I was 12. I started playing in, like, the junior high league and then just kind of took off from there. 
We're talking with uh, Jack Stern, the um, Franklin County boys senior who made it up to uh, the state final four in boys tennis this year. Just an outstanding season. Uh, only lost one one match the entire year. And let's go ahead and let's go ahead and talk about that right now. Because uh, first of all, again, getting getting to the state finals and, and being in a final four that is just absolutely incredible. But she ended up running against Aiden William of West Lafayette. Uh, he had only I think lost one match the entire year as well. And uh, of course, he went on to win the state final. So, take me through the match with with Aiden and, and what challenges you had playing against him. Um, I just think being there, um, I honestly wasn't that nervous, but it's just like a big environment, and there's so many people there, and you got all these other matches going on, and they bring the, every single person in their entire school, so you know there's cheering every single point going on. But um, I think what the biggest thing that was hard for me to against Aiden was he had so much variety in his depth and where the ball was going to land. You know, sometimes it was high, sometimes it was low, and he had me guessing mm-hmm. um, every time I tried to go for a shot. So you get uh, you brought home a medal, am I right? Yes. Uh, what was the feeling like when they put that around your neck? <laughs> I was I, I I mean it's better than the blue ribbons I got before, <laughs> but. <laughs> It was pretty nice, and it's, it's definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna hold on to that for a while. You're not gonna sell the metal on no. eBay or anything like that. You no, know, I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Do we? Is there tennis in your future once you graduate from Franklin County? Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure yet. Um, I have gotten a few texts from coaches, you know, in in, in Indiana and beyond Indiana. And if you don't see me out there on a team, I'm sure you'll see me out on the club courts or intramurals or something like that. All right. I got one fun thing to ask you about. Athletic director Denny Doral <laughs> says you are the legend. Did he coin the phrase the legend or did it come from somewhere else and he just picked it up? No, I think, I don't know. That's just something he's been calling me since like sophomore year. And I guess it's just stuck since then. Yeah, that's Denny. That's a Denny thing, I guess. <laughs> Well, you've had a, you've had an incredible career, and I uh, congratulate you for that. Let's let's change gears for just a minute because uh, your life is not all about uh, tennis. Uh, we were talking uh, off air before we started that uh, you're very much into 4-H. Talk a little bit about your experience with that. Um, I've lived on a farm my entire life, and uh, I think something I'm living on a farm has taught me that goes hand in hand with tennis is to never give up, and it's something like a, I've got a, such a great work ethic from li- living on my farm and doing 4-H with my cattle and my swine, and I think that. They honestly help each other out. It teaches me to, you know, just always work towards it, even if I might not have the best result. One person that we didn't talk about tonight, and unfortunately he couldn't be here, was your head coach. Why don't you talk a little little bit about your head coach? Um, Derek, he's been with my coach for all four years, and um, he's helped me every single step of the way. You know, always giving me advice in between games or, you know, telling me stuff I need to work on that he can tell. And I just think that without him and the, the assistant coach, Dylan, I definitely would not have made it to state at all, and I really appreciate all of the help that they give me. And what was the support like uh, as you were making your run in the uh, tournament? Not only you know from your your coaches and the AD, but uh, the school in general. There there had to be a lot of uh, lot of fun chatter yes. for the, those those couple of weeks there. I think about every single person in Franklin County wished me luck. Yeah. You know, people I don't even know would come up to me and like tell me good luck. And at the end of the you know the whole entire week, I was getting from random people I don't even know. And then on Friday, I guess they deemed it jack day or whatever <laughs> i'd have run through the hallways when everybody lined up or whatever right. but it was it was just a good feeling to know that i had a lot of people behind me on my way to state well it's great that they were asked or that they were giving you congratulations and, and not asking hey could i borrow a 20 <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, with all your your celebrity and fame, uh, you know, making the run, they figured, you know, maybe you made a few bucks on the side. That's <laughs> that's not how it works, is it? No, no, no. It is not. Jack, it has been an absolute treat to have you on the show tonight, and uh, congratulations again on a, not only a fantastic senior season, but an outstanding career uh, with the Wildcats. And uh, whether you're playing tennis at the next level or not, we wish you all the very best, and, and thanks for your time tonight. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Jack Stern, Franklin County Boys Tennis, made it to the state final four. We are going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we will have East Central's uh, uh, East Central Cross Country's Rachel Campbell and her coach Steve Cotherman. That's next when Coach's Corner continues on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh my! That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also got your sweet tooth covered with our Black Forest chocolate cake, carrot cake, caramel chocolate lava cake, New York cheesecake, caramel apple cheesecake, and our impossible-to-forget chocolate chip cookies. Get your That's a Big Pretzel only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, or downtown Batesville. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Discover the freedom of auto pay from Great Plains Communications. No more paper bills. No more postage. No more check writing. No need to drop off a payment. And no more late fees. And now, when you sign up for auto pay, you will also receive a one-time $10 bill credit. Log on to gpcom.com slash my-account and enroll today. Or call 866-382-4968. Some restrictions may apply. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. And welcome back once again to Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville for Coach's Corner on WRBI, brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. I'm Bryce Kendrick. Thanks to Franklin County Senior Jack Stern, who joined me earlier to talk about his fantastic boys' tennis season. He made it all the way to the state Final Four. Now we go from the hard court to the grass, to sometimes mud, to sometimes terrain unknown. Let's welcome in East Central Cross Country's Rachel Campbell and head coach of ECCC. That would be Steve Cothman. Rachel, congrats on making it to Terre Haute this season. How about that? Thank you. And uh, you earned the title of state finalist. I asked Jack, just a uh, big picture right off the top. How does that feel? Um, it feels like a dream. It's crazy. Like everything paid off. It's such an experience. Well, I had your coach, uh, Steve Cotherman, on here earlier, and we were talking about uh, uh, the several successes that you had throughout the season. This is before we even got to the postseason, but you won a slew of invitationals, and I can use the word slew because I'm allowed to do that. But uh, I'm, I'm going to read these off, and you tell me if I'm missing any. Connersville, East Central, Batesville, South Dearborn, Greensburg. Did I miss any? I, I got so. them all. Oh, I, <laughs> then I get extra pay for that, Steve. I got them all in there. Conference? Uh, well, Sectional. Yeah, oh. we're gonna we're gonna get okay, those, but, just, right. but just but just straight on the invitationals. I mean, Great. that's that's yeah. uh, that's outstanding. And some of those where you're divided uh, into groups where you have both a small school and a large school, and you're competing obviously in the bigger schools. So uh, there's some pretty stiff competition there. Yeah. Of the invitationals that you had, of the ones that I mentioned, what was the most difficult for you? Of the invitationals. Of the invitationals, had? yeah. Um, 
I would say probably our invite. Yeah. Because we had to go against like Batesville, and they went into our division, mm-hmm. and they're one of the tougher schools. And I, I want to. We're going to talk specifically about Batesville in another event here coming up in just a moment. But uh, you, you had a chance to run on a bunch of different uh, courses this year, outside of the horrible layout that Coach Cotherman has out there in St. Leon. What were what was what was another what was another challenging course that you faced? Not necessarily because of weather related, but just the course in general. Is, it might be a more difficult course to run than than, than another. Um. I would say probably Connersville. That one's always, like, tougher mentally. Maybe it's just because, like, the time of day that we run it, like, on a Tuesday every year. Right. But I don't know. I think that one is probably one of the tougher ones. All right. Let's uh, move on now and and talk about maybe some wins that were were outside of the invitation. Or maybe let's – outside of the postseason success that you had – the uh, the races that you won during the course of the regular season was there one or two that were more memorable than any others and why was that? Um, one of the courses that was more memorable, memorable, your, or just your experience. Um, I would say it's Shelbyville for sure. Right, that the Blue River course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, you won the EIEC at Batesville, and you held off five lady bulldogs to do that. Uh, they were, as we can say, because they're dogs, they were nipping at your heels. Thank you very much. I get extra for that. Um, but uh, that had to be quite a challenge, knowing that you had three blue jerseys that uh, were, were breathing down your neck there. Yeah, they're they're good competition. They definitely pushed me. No question. And uh, at, you, you won the South Dearborn sectional. Uh, you, I guess uh, something that was good for you is that you had a chance to run in that invite earlier, so you, so you had some familiarity with, with the course right oh yeah that was nice that was good to be able to run it earlier in the season and uh you move on from the south dearborn sectional you go on to uh, the franklin community regional um you finished uh second i believe at franklin community and that was just probably one of the maybe can can we say it was the worst weather day in your cross-country career it could be yeah for sure like the course was really muddy did, did 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 at any point did you feel like you're you were going to get stuck like you just sunk so far down? Oh yeah. yeah, there was definitely a point in the course where my feet were like sinking and I felt like my shoes were going to come off. Yeah, has that ever happened to you? By the way, oh, it has happened to me, not. but that's just because I can't tie my shoes. <laughs> it has actually not. <laughs> thank goodness. Well, that's good. Uh, you move on from Franklin Community, uh, then you go to uh, Shelbyville um, and run on the Blue River course. Um, this is you know when when you get to this point in the season, this is like rarefied air and uh you know it's it's i mean you're seeing the very very best that the that the state has to offer and uh you know you're you're up there running uh individually and there's this question lingering that when you cross the line whether or not you made it to state when you cross the line did you know that you made it or how much doubt did you have and you were just waiting for that announcement to to happen whether or not you you made the top 10 Oh, yeah, there was definitely doubt. Everybody told me not to get my hopes up because it could go either way. So I was, like, trying to, like, tell myself, like, don't get your hopes up. You don't know if you made it. Did but, that like, come from Coach Cotherman, by the way? Because he's kind of a negative guy. You know, he's, he's pretty much of a pessimist. Um, He did tell me not get my hopes up, but he did tell me that I was going to be close. Yeah. He did have hope, though. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and Coach Cotherman, uh, you're, as you're going through this and you're seeing kids cross the line and, and – you, you kind of know going in the top teams that are going to be in there and say, okay, okay, this one doesn't count against the top 10. This one doesn't count against the top 10. Are you mentally trying to go through and trying to keep, trying to keep count, thinking where your runner might, might come in the field? 
Well, Bryce, when you start talking about my mental, um, <laughs> right there's a challenge. Um, I was actually out probably about 300 meters from the finish line. I like to be out a little ways yelling at them yeah. to get going at that point. So I knew she had to pass a few people, but I didn't know how many. And then there's always, okay, there's a couple of teams. There's always some teams you know are going to make it through, but then there's those couple of teams you're not sure. Yeah. And so when they're reading off the team results, you're kind of figuring, okay, there was two of them in front of her. There's this one. So you're all oh, good. They made it as a team, which helps her. And so, yeah, you're kind of on pins and needles waiting till they actually announce it. I, I think as an announcer, because there's so much drama with that, it should be like almost like a like a game show kind of experience. Hey, and you just got a state. But, you know, cross country is one of the very few sports you don't know the outcome. Right. right away until it's over. They don't have a scoreboard or anything that flashes everything up there as everybody's finishing. Right. Uh, so you do have to wait. And they don't want to tell you ahead of time. People were checking their phones to see if the results were posted yet ahead of the awards. Right. They weren't. <laughs> so they wanted you to wait in suspense. And uh, even the teams, uh, there that's, were a couple of teams that didn't know if they were going to make it or not. That's almost evil. That is almost <laughs> evil. Well, Rachel, um, you, you made it. You 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 finished ninth um, and nineteenth overall, and you got up to uh, to go to Terre Haute to the Laverne Gibson Championship course. Uh, as you arrive, what were your first thoughts? Um, as I first got there, it felt like a dream. I'm like seeing all like the fastest people in the state i keep on hearing about them throughout the season and then i get to see them in person which is crazy mm-hmm. um when you when you finished um and and again just the the best of the best is up there uh what was your feeling when you when you finished the uh the 5,000 meters um i feel like i was really proud of the season i was really happy of like how it went and just being able to run where i was at the state meet were you were you solely focused on on that race itself when you crossed the line and just the feeling of finishing that race, or did the totality of the entire season uh, just kind of hit you all at once? I feel like it did hit me at once. Like yeah. I was really thinking, like, man, this is it. Like I cannot believe I made it. Well, uh, there's one other thing that that is really unique to cross country that uh, I that really can't be applied to any other sport and there's a tradition uh at uh, Terre Haute about throwing shoes <laughs> talk about throwing the shoes okay so the first time that I threw my shoes I ended up swinging them and they flew way behind me <laughs> didn't even hit the tree not even close <laughs> did now did anybody capture that on video and has it been oh, circulating yeah. yeah. oh it is circulating yeah. yes mm-hmm. I need I need to copy this I, I haven't seen oh it you either, haven't seen so it no. you haven't seen it <laughs> So, but you, but you had a second. You had a second take, and did you get it the second go around? I did make it the second time. Who um, who interest, who influenced you the most as far as uh, getting into cross country? Was it something that you just picked up on your own, or did somebody say, you know what, you ought to give this a shot? Um, I was actually not a runner, so my brother got into running, and I was. He said he was going to do cross country, so I was like. Oh, okay, I was like, "What's that?" And then I just I ended up getting into it, and then I stuck with it. Steve Cotherman, head coach of uh, East Central, and with us is uh, Rachel Campbell, uh, cross country runner for East Central, who made it all the way up to uh, state this year. Coach, talk a little bit about uh, the young lady sitting to your right. Well, you know, it's hard to put in words. Uh, I've had a lot of really good runners over the years, but there's just a very few that step it up and take it to the next level. And I can say with confidence that she absolutely is one of those very few that have stepped it up. 
uh, it takes more than just going out and doing the workouts and putting and working hard. And we've had so many kids that do that. But Rachel's one of those that keeps up on her uh, competition. She knows who she's running against. They know she knows their times going in, what she's going to have to do. We talk about strategy, so she's completely focused. Right, and and it's different than just showing up, run good workout, go home, come back, da da da, repeat, go out, run a good race. She's totally involved. Right, and that's why she made it where she did. And had the kind of season that she had you mentioned the strategy part of it this is probably something that uh that a lot of people don't think about with cross country you just put the shoes on and you go and that's not necessarily the case especially if you're going to be running at towards the top are there certain races where you feel like that you need to set the pace and you need to be the person in front or are you pacing yourself next to somebody who you know that has a very similar time and you said you know what i can i can beat this person at the at the end yeah, so if there is if there's a person that's re- going to be really close to me, then I know that it depending on how they race cuz they could go out faster, they could like settle in the back and work their way up. But if I've been racing with them throughout the season, I kind of know like how they run, then I'll just like stick close to them and then try to run their race with them and see what happens at the end. Want to give a shout out to your parents? Oh yeah. <laughs> shout out to my mom and dad. And they are Alicia and Doug Campbell. And uh, I'm sure they have been really, really supportive and have yes. just enjoyed this ride as, as much as you have. Yeah, they have. They're always so supportive. They're always there to cheer me on. And no matter what happens, they've been so supportive. Well, I think the coolest thing about this and the fact that you were able to get up to uh, Terre Haute this year is that you have an opportunity to possibly do this again next year. That's got to be, one, tremendously exciting and also an incredible motivating factor to say, okay, let's let's get to it and let's do it again. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be great motivation for this summer going into the fall next year coach Cothman, besides uh, rachel who are some of the key runners that you're going to have back next year we have our whole team back so everybody's so a that's key everybody runner, yeah i won't um, ask you to run them all down because okay. if you miss one you know you're gonna, <laughs> i know they're, they're gonna kill you <laughs> we just had our banquet last night and i have to write everything down right so <laughs> well that, sure that goes back to your the mental thing that we <laughs> talked about go. earlier yeah. right you know me too well <laughs> oh that, that is fantastic well it has been a, a treat having you both here um this is this has been or this is a very fun night for me i, I love talking to coaches but to, to, to be able to talk to three different athletes tonight that all got to experience a state finals that that is a treat for me and i appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to come down and say hello and coach it's always a pleasure catching up with you and uh we'll we'll make fun of you again at some point well, down the road. <laughs> all right rachel campbell east central cross country and her head coach steve cotherman we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to keep it in the cross country family as we bring in south ripley senior laney nicholson and her coach jim cole that's coming up next you're listening to coach's corner on country 103.9 wrbi oh my <laughs> That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. Cecil Eisen from Eisen's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also got your sweet tooth covered with our Black Forest chocolate cake, carrot cake, caramel chocolate lava cake, New York cheesecake, caramel apple cheesecake, and our impossible-to-forget chocolate chip cookies. Get your That's a Big Pretzel only at Eisen's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, Eisen'sFamilyPizza.com, or downtown Batesville. 
This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell your cars, we help you buy them. Flu season is right around the corner, and Margaret Mary Health recommends the flu shot as the first and most important step in protecting yourself. The vaccine is available at Margaret Mary's Occupational Health and Wellness Center, located on State Road 229 in Batesville. The flu vaccine is covered by most insurance plans, but it may also be provided for free to those who qualify. Appointments are required by calling 812-932-5105. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRBI. Thanks again for joining us on Coach's Corner on WRBI. We'd like to thank our hosts at Ison's Family Pizza, along with Gehrings, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, plus Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, who helped sponsor the show. I'm Bryce Kendrick, filling in for the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. We thank uh, Rachel Campbell and Steve Cotherman of East Central Cross Country for joining me uh, in the last segment. And let's uh, keep running now, both literally and figuratively, as we bring in South Ripley senior cross country runner Lainey Nicholson and coach Jim Cole. Lady and gent, good evening to you both. Thanks for coming. No, thanks for having us. It is a pleasure to have you here. And and before we talk about your trip to state, Laney, uh, let's talk about some of your highlights during the season. Uh, you, you, the ORVC conference this year had some very very competitive runners, especially in the uh, on the ladies side. Yes. Um, you had uh, Claire Rogers of Switzerland County and Callie Alderman of Shaw. It's like you guys were in a almost like a fist fight throughout the whole year. You saw them more than once. That was that was a pretty competitive trio there. Yes, they're very talented runners. Talk a little bit about the challenges of, of facing that and maybe the benefits of, of going up against those two as often as you did. Okay, so Claire, I knew she would be a really talented runner coming into the conference, and I hadn't had a chance to run with her at all season until conference came around because I got sick halfway through. And then Callie, I mean, she's been a threat all the way through right. my cross-country career, so I knew those two would definitely be right where I was. Now, with you getting sick, did that have anything to do with Coach Cole having a team dinner and him not cooking <laughs> the hamburgers all the way through or anything like that? We could say that. Okay, all right. Well, let's 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 go with that. But, uh, yeah, I uh, as you get results in, in a position like mine and you keep seeing the name, same names popping up over and over again. Uh, those have to, I mean, not only from a competitive standpoint, but it just has to be fun running against kids like that, that, uh, that you see all the time. Yeah. We have a lot of these small school invitationals, so it's not, and I'm usually way out ahead. So it's really nice to have girls around me to push with and now, get a better time. So now, now you mentioned the small school invitationals. Talk, talk about some of the smaller events that not smaller events, but uh, small school invites that you participated in this year. So we started the season off with the small school invite, and, but that's a bigger invite just with a lot of small schools. And then we had like smaller ones like um, with the South Decatur invite. And then we went to the Rushville invite, but they had broken it up into three different divisions. Right. And we had a few others throughout the season. Was the Rushville Invitational, was that was that the biggest one that you had during the course of the season? Yes, definitely the biggest one. I had an opportunity to see that twice, and I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it. The start, and Coach Cole, you, you can talk about this for just a second, because I know you've been up there numerous, numerous times. To be at near the start line, when you have that sea of color 
across mm-hmm. and the gun goes off. Yep. That is an incredible sight. It is, yes. Um, it, it's, it makes it an exciting race yeah. uh, to watch, you know, how the kids go out right. um, and to see, you know, usually you'll you'll have uh, several go out uh, and, and make it to that first 800 mark and then you see how they spread out from there. Right. So. Laney, uh, as as you think back on some of the races that you had this season, what were some of the more memorable events for you that you had? So, small school, that was our first race. It, 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 um, I won the whole thing, and I had gotten ninth the year before and, like, 14th the year before that. So, it was just exciting to see me starting off that far ahead. And then, I think Batesville and Vite was coming back off my being sick and mm-hmm. it was just nice to finally race with rachel and then the batesville girls and getting into like our state um our state finals competition and stuff now the nice thing about about the sport is that in in some meets they do split it up between large school and small school in the case of you know rushville they split it because there's so many teams they do it three ways but you also get to compete head-to-head with with a uh, uh, an athlete like rachel and and yes. that has to be a lot of fun to to compete uh, against one of the kids from the bigger school so to speak yeah yeah rachel and i have gotten really close over the past couple years competing because we're all always really close to each other and then we did the summer races the um road races the circ races so that was and and you you got you you two had uh, quite the battle i mean uh at the south dearborn invite and the south dearborn sectional you guys were were neck and neck yes yeah talk a little bit about the the experience of running with with rachel i mean because you mentioned that you that you got really close and uh, and did did do you guys ever run together outside of 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 a meet do you ever get together and and run on your own together well, we don't usually practice together, but over summer, like I said, we did a lot of the circ races, and those are just 5K road races, yeah. and it was one every week of July and then into August. And then just she she always goes out really fast, and I really just try to go out with her and then try to stay as close as possible after that. Well, and that kind of gets into the strategy aspect that I was talking with Rachel about. So when you go out and, and you're competing, and uh, you know, are you a person that's out there trying to set the pace, or are you, or is there somebody that you're trying to key on? You say, you know what, I'm going to stay with this person. Well, I really think my race strategy kind of changed towards the back half of the season because I realized I needed to go out faster else it wasn't my times weren't going to improve so then I started going out faster and then would settle and then Rachel would come up with me and then we just kind of work off each other after that that's good that you two could feed off of each other and uh, you you finished second at the uh, at the South Dearborn sectional you were third at the Franklin Community Regional and uh, again uh, and we we talked with uh, Coach Cothman and and Rachel just a moment ago about maybe that very well could have been the the worst conditions that you have ever faced I mean you're one year ahead of of Rachel is that over your four years were those the worst conditions that you ever ran in for a high school event the worst conditions I've probably ever run in was semi-state my sophomore year because uh-huh. it was just a downpour the entire time, and there was like a foot of water in our tent. Was that at Shelbyville? At Shelbyville, yes, and that was my first semi-state I'd ever run. So You had a foot of water in your tent? Did yeah. I miss that? You did not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it was a wet mess, but... Um, regionals this year was definitely the second worst. Okay, now I'm I'm a person that I, I mean I do get out and run some. I know I don't look like I do, but <laughs> but I do. I cannot stand for my feet to be wet. Do you have an issue with that being on a on a on a wet sloppy course? Does that bother you at all? Or are you able to to channel that out? Well, I, I'd definitely rather have my feet dry, but I just kind of have to get 
get over it and keep on running. So. Well, um, I asked Rachel about this, and uh, and this gets into the excitement part of the sport, the unknown. You're yes. at You're at Shelbyville. Mm-hmm. It's the semi-state. And yes. you just, I mean, you have a pretty good feeling when you're a top runner, when you're at the sectional and the regional, you know kind of how things are going to go. You get to the semi-state, you bring all of that talent in, and uh, so many elite athletes. When you cross the line, how did you feel? Did you think, I got it, or, my gosh, I just don't know? Well, right when I crossed, I looked at, down at my watch and I saw my time and I, I just started bawling because I didn't ever think I'd wow. be able to run that. Yeah, and so I guess I was just really overwhelmed that I ran that time because I'd been working so hard, you know, all season, all summer, and it finally happened. And then once I realized what placing I had gotten, then I started crying because I was nervous and right. I knew I was right in the bubble. So, Well, Coach, and I'm sure, I mean, you witnessed this in person, and one of the best pictures that I saw all season long was when her name was announced and the excitement that she had. How did that feel for you as oh, a coach? It, it, that, that, was a, that was a great feeling just to watch that. Um, I know going into that meet, uh, we – we went to uh, Shelbyville to run the course, and you know we kind of had a strategy going in of you know how you're going to start this race in, right. in the middle, and then I think we worked about what 15 minutes uh, on on that uh, on that finish, and and one of the things we've experienced in this race is you know you can put in all that work, right, and it's going to come down to where that fence is there at the Shelbyville, and and you know it's going to be. Um, within you know all the whole race she was within 26 to 28th place and and then you know, we're asking others you know what place was she in and i was getting we were getting all kinds she was in 22nd 23rd you right. know and we're just trying to figure that out but uh yeah just that that whole um that whole atmosphere of just the excitement that uh that that watching her was just it was a great experience yeah we're speaking with uh jim cole who's uh, the head cross-country coach at south ripley laney nicholson a senior who uh as one of our, our state finalist athletes that we're speaking with tonight, and again, the the feeling for you and the, uh, you know, how much was how much was it? Did you feel excitement? Did you feel relief? What what were what was that when your name was called as the tenth and final final uh, athlete on a non advancing team to make it a state? What was that like? It, it was it was really surreal. I didn't realize how much I wanted it until uh, you know it got down to the nitty gritty, and I was. And just hearing my name, I just, I, I still can't believe it. It's really crazy. And unlike Rachel, who has one more year to go, I mean, this was it for you. Yes. And so, I mean, that knowing that that could have been your final moment as a high school cross country athlete, yeah. I mean, that that's a lot riding on a on a seventeen, eighteen year old. <laughs> it really was, and it's just definitely one of the best experiences I've ever had. Well, you were able to, as they say, live and fight another day, fight another week. You got up to uh, the state finals in Terre Haute and got to run on the Laverne Gibson Championship course. Um, what was it like when you got up there? You stepped out of the car, stepped off the bus, as it were. Um, what was that like? Well, we actually went up there the night before and stayed in a hotel, and then my grandma and mom drove me over to the course, and we were about half a mile away, and we just got stuck in traffic. And then I looked at the time and realized we had five minutes until the boys' races start. So I jumped out of the car and ran to the um, fence, and I barely got to see the boys start. But just walking on the course afterwards and just seeing it and being there was insane. Like I, because I never thought I'd be able to see the course. And, de- and definitely never thought I'd be able to run on it. So. And you had a chance to do both, yes. so that is fantastic. Before I forget it, you mentioned family. 
Yes. Uh, talk about the family that has had us that has supported you in in your cross country career. You mentioned a few of them. Yeah, my mom and my dad, Hank and Jennifer Nicholson, and then my grandma, Verna Stratton, and my brother and sister, Lucy and Clint. How did you get involved in the sport? Well, I've been running track since the sixth grade, but I was never very good at it. And then um, freshman year, coach started having me do longer distance stuff. And then we went to regionals for the four by eight. And I think that's really when I started to realize, you know, I could, with hard work, I could do some pretty good things. So then I just did did it my sophomore year. I joined cross country. So what were your events prior to becoming a distance runner? <laughs> well, um, I was in the four by one for a while, but then I got taken out because I was too slow. <laughs> yeah. Then um, the 200 and long jump, I guess, wherever they needed someone to run. All right. When I was in school and they had me run track or I ran track, they put me in hurdles and my legs my legs and hurdles didn't get along too well so that that was the end of my track career <laughs> so but uh, you know cross country didn't work out too bad for me so, but i i like that um the experience of being at Terre Haute, and when it's all over you go to the tree yes talk about the tree we we mentioned uh, that that rachel had her struggles <laughs> in her first attempt to throw the shoes how did it go for you well my first attempt might have been better than hers but it, I mean, it landed in the bushes, but then my second one, it landed in the bushes again, but it was way too far back for me to go and try and grab, so. Yeah. Now, yeah. now the one thing I didn't ask her, um, we're, we're talking about a good quality pair of running shoes here. <laughs> what, are, what are we talking about, Daenerys-wise, about what you just tossed up into the tree there? Well, yeah, I, I had had my shoes since the beginning of summer, and they definitely had a lot more wear on them than wow. I had realized. They probably near 500 miles on them, so it was about time you to had get rid of them. You had 500 miles on your shoes. Yeah, I, I, that's I track actually, it on an app. It that's was, actually a long time to, yeah. to hang on to a pair of shoes. Usually about 300, I think, is usually the max before you need to switch them out. Yes, and once I showed Coach the bottom of my shoes, he about had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> You've been running in what? Yes. <laughs> Coach Jim Cole, talk a little bit about your athlete that's sitting to your right. Well, you know, I, I have to agree with Coach Cotherman. Um, we, we have several kids that, that um, you know, they showed up over the summertime mm-hmm. and, and did what you should be doing to, to, to improve. But, you know, Lainey, Lainey took it to the next level, and, and she um, she mentioned that the Cirque races uh, mm-hmm. this year was was a help, and uh, she put herself, you know, in front of uh, people that were just very supportive and that can help her get there. Right. Um, but but she did. She she came she came to me uh, pretty much about the beginning of summertime, and and she she expressed that you know she really wanted to uh, see how far how far she can get, and and uh, I think she did some doubles this summer and. Um, I, I know that, uh, and, and you know, being being from a runner's family, you know, uh, sometimes you have to kind of, you know, when you're planning things, you just have to make sure you plan to get that run in. Right. And I know that uh, she did that for. They they probably went out of town a couple times, and mom and dad probably had to plan for Laney to run. But uh, you know, she just did all of the right things, and she's a hard worker, very smart. Right. Um, but uh, we're just just proud of her. I always found I was more motivated to run if there was like, you know, like really good food afterwards. So I always, yes. always try to plan my events around and say, okay, what can I eat? At? Okay, yes, I'll, I'll do it. It's definitely one of my biggest motivators. <laughs> and and what is what is a good snack food before the race and uh, your drink of choice when it is over? 
I usually have a purple Gatorade once it's over. And one of the cross-country parents always makes sure that I have one. And before the race, I just have like a granola bar or something, not too much. How about chocolate milk? Do you do the chocolate milk thing? No, I'm not really into milk. You're not into <laughs> chocolate milk. All right. Well, we can still be friends. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, before we wrap things up here, um, it's your final year. Um, track season is still ahead, I, yes. I presume. What's for what's with you after you graduate from South Ripley? Well, I'm not entirely sure if I want to run after col- like in college, but it's definitely an option. Like I'm considering it. Yeah. It just depends on where I go- end up deciding to go. All right. Well, Lainey, it's been a pleasure speaking with you and, and uh, having a chance to talk about your sport and an outstanding uh, senior season and a career as well. Congratulations and thanks for spending your time. And, Coach, thanks so much for joining. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having us. Our, my pleasure. Lainey Nicholson, uh, South Ripley Girls Cross Country, and her head coach, uh, Coach Jim Cole. We are going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll be speaking with uh, Steve Stern, head coach of North Decatur Football. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. <laughs> That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also got your sweet tooth covered with our Black Forest chocolate cake, carrot cake, caramel chocolate lava cake, New York cheesecake, caramel apple cheesecake, and our impossible-to-forget chocolate chip cookies. Get your That's a Big Pretzel only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, or downtown Batesville. When it comes to your prescriptions and medications, you want to be able to rely on someone you know and trust. And you can trust George's to fill your prescription right, deliver it to your door, and, most importantly, give you all the professional advice you need. For prescriptions you know and trust, George's Pharmacy. We are here for you. We are here for you. George's offers free delivery to Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwasher, Scarings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. You are tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI. And once again, we're back at Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville for another edition of Coach's Corner on WRBI, brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. Once again, I'm Bryce Kendrick, South Ripley Senior Cross Country Runner, and Lainey Nicholson, along with Coach uh, Jim Cole, joined us uh, just moments ago. We thank them for stopping by the show and talking about Lainey. Uh, outstanding senior season and her career as well and right now we get a chance for a second time this year to talk a little north decatur football with head coach steve stern coach welcome back and good evening to you that's well, good to be back which i have better news but still nonetheless it's good to be here well um you know we just had two segments that dealt with cross country do you have any good running stories coach uh, trust me when i tell you that my running stories were short short-lived <laughs> quick burst and even those memories are fleeting a quick run to the fridge and back to the yeah, couch yeah short distance i got that uh, coach 
uh, you know, your, your team finishes six and five this year. And when we had a chance to talk to you earlier, uh, you were in the midst of playing an awfully, awfully tough schedule. But uh, there were still a lot of great things that you saw in your team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, somebody just looks on paper and they say six and five. Well, you know, it was kind of a mediocre season. But you guys really upgraded your schedule this year. And I, I think on the whole, you have to feel pretty good about how things went for you. You know, I do. And, and it, it was a good year. There was a lot of successes. I, I think, you know, we in society count wins and losses and, and pass too much judgment on that. Right. And we started out 0-4, and that mm-hmm. wasn't the plan. We, we lost the first game due to COVID, so we didn't open up until week two. And then we went in that tough stretch of a new conference, which we knew uh, that they were going to be good and it was going to be a challenge. We also knew that we were young and we were inexperienced. But one of the things that I saw early from our kids is we just kept playing and we kept – we kept facing the new challenges. I mean, we lost to um, Eastern Hancock in our first game right. on the last possession. Mm-hmm. Their, their last time they had the ball, they scored, took the lead. But we turned right around, drove the ball, and, and ran out of time at about the 20. Mm-hmm. Come back the next week, we play undefeated Monroe Central, um, who was ranked number three at the time. And we've got the ball on the two-yard line, one play to win it. And, and we fumbled, and we got beat 18 to 19. So you feel bad that you didn't finish it and you were unsuccessful, but yet you were very successful on the, on the journey through that. So then we kind of got through the, 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 the meat of the schedule, and we, and we got our feet under us and went on a run. We won six in a row. Our goal was we just said seven in a row. Right. And, and I'd be darned if we almost didn't do it. And, right. and really a, a hidden gem in all that was – uh, what week week nine so it's tuesday we're on fall break um i'm driving to practice and my phone rings and when you look and it's your athletic director that that can go a lot of different ways <laughs> and and i was more concerned because my athletic director was in colorado at the time yeah. and i doubt that he was calling me to tell me what what a great view yes so i answered the call and he says you're not going to believe it but westell's got covid so we find out on tuesday about one thirty that that we don't we don't have a game we, we're not playing them uh-huh. you know where well, we'd already had a day and a half of preparation for them um we got to find a game mm-hmm. so that that's always a crapshoot and you're you know the good news is i love this story by the way that 10 15 years ago you you didn't have the internet though i mean the access to things so mm-hmm. within about 45 minutes we have an opponent and uh it was covenant christian right so let's look past the idea that that they're the defending state champions mm-hmm. in 1A. Uh, it's at their place. It's on their senior night. And uh, there's this weather front that we're not sure how mm-hmm. it's going to play out. Right. So, daggone, we'll, yeah, let's go. We'll, we'll go play and we'll throw ourselves at it and see where it goes. And we get up there and, you know, at home it hadn't rained. I mean, it had rained, but in, in terms of the volume, it wasn't bad. Right. We're driving up there, and I'm seeing all this water on standing next to the road, and I'm thinking, man, they got a lot more rain than we got at home. But okay, well, maybe it's maybe the field's better. Well, the field hadn't been mowed in probably two weeks, and because uh, they couldn't get out on sure. it, it was so wet. And they're standing water in the middle of the field from about the thirty to thirty. I, I mean, it's standing water, and nobody's been on it yet. All right, so they've got to play in it too. Let's just go see what we do. Right. And um, not from a lack of effort. You kind of look around, and, and we're down 13 to 0. Mm-hmm. And uh, about halfway through the second quarter, we finally start to get our feet under us a little bit. Now, 
they're a good football team. If you looked at those two teams, uh, tug of war, we wouldn't have had a chance. I'm not sure track, we would have had a chance. But I told the kids it's a football game. You know, just just do what you do and trust it. Right. Uh, we score uh, late in the uh, in the second quarter, get the extra point. So we're going to halftime. We're down 13 to seven. Mm-hmm. We're getting the ball to start the second half. Second play of the of the half, we score. We, we our Reed Messer, our running back, breaks away. We've got the lead. Mm-hmm. And okay, so there was that moment that we can play with these guys, right. and and you feel good about that. Well, you turn around. Next thing you know, you're you're down eleven again. Yeah. So you, you you poke the bear, and the bear woke up, and now we're down eleven. And the field's terrible. Um, I mean, everybody played in it that night. Long story short, we overcame a thirteen point deficit. Mm-hmm. Won the same game. We overcame an eleven point deficit, and won the thing. And and out of character a little bit. We got big. We went two tight ends, three backs, and we just ran it at them. And our little guys just kept playing. You know, you sort of notice their guys when they would get up off the ground, they're wiping mud. Um, our guys didn't do it. They just they, they just wanted to win. Right. They loved the challenge. And, and, and I knew at that point that this is a pretty special group, and that early schedule was going to pay off. Right. And, and it certainly did. So that, that's, what, that's what kicked us into the tournament, and I really had high hopes. Well, fast-forwarding now to the sectional semifinal, a team that uh, you had faced uh, for two sectional championships the years prior. Yeah. Uh, you faced Ryan Lankerman's Myland Indians. It's it's always a good matchup. You get them at your place, and uh, it, uh, that was a nice win for you guys. It was. And, and, again, weather was a factor a little bit that night. Weather was, you know, same for both teams. But um, there's no secrets in that game. Right. Um, I don't know that I would say there's no love lost. I mean, it's a rivalry. Sure. But both teams are highly motivated to beat the other one. Mm-hmm. I mean, on one hand, you want to win, but on the other hand, you don't want to lose, and you certainly don't want to lose to them. Um, so it's it's a good rivalry. That, I mean, you know the kids. They know you. They know what you do, and you know that every play matters. Mm-hmm. And and if you go back into two previous games, I mean, the two sectional finals was a one-point difference, mm-hmm. blocked a field goal to win it. Right. Um, the other game was a, was a as Marty Brenneman would say was a titanic struggle that ended <laughs> six to nothing. But right. you go back in that game and you can just point to so many plays that were important uh, offensively or defensively, and it was just one of those games where emotionally you were exhausted because right. you know the dam could break at any time. Sure. Um, and this game kind of had that same feel. They 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 kicked off to us. Uh, we went three and out. We punted. They got a short field. And they just marched it down the field. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh-oh. Um, I mean, their kids are emotional. They were up. Um, we answered it. Well, that's a good That's a good quality. So, you know, we took the lead seven to six. And then it was back and forth. I, I was really proud of our guys that night because it's a rival but you, it doesn't matter who you play. You got to win to go on. Yep. And, and you got to take some of the personal stuff out of it. I thought our guys did a really good job. Both teams were young. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost like you were the mirror of one another. Right. And I think they had three seniors. Mm-hmm. We have one. Uh, so we're gonna. It's the same group next year. Just gonna be a year older. Um, I was proud of our guys. That 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 was a good win. Anytime you beat them, you know you've earned it. Right. We're speaking with Steve Stern, uh, head coach at uh, North Decatur, the other football team that. Uh, uh, was just involved in the sectional championship matchup, and we're going to talk about that game right now. You guys end up going to try taking on the Titans, uh, a team that uh, had done quite well on their home field. They had yep. not lost a game all season, and uh, you know this game opens up. It's uh, you know nobody's scoring. It's nope. it's it's tight, and uh, 
Parker Burke ends up uh, getting one um, just before the end of the first Good. half to put uh, the home team up 6 nothing. Uh, um, how did you feel at intermission with, with your team? Uh, tight game down 6-0, and, you know, on paper, you know, look things – uh, try to look things objectively. Mm-hmm. It's a coin flip game going yep. into it. Um, what were your thoughts going into inter- intermission? Well, I, I thought at halftime, uh, defensively, we had done a lot of good. And where you watch them on film, and, and they are, I don't know where they rank statewide in rushing per game, but it was high. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's who they are. And they're big and they're physical. And I thought defensively, we kind of weathered the storm. We, we had won some downs. We'd gotten them off the field. Um, offensively, we couldn't really sustain anything. We had probably two opportunities to score. Definitely the time we fumbled inside the 20. Right. Yeah, that one hurt. Yeah. But I felt like it's a it's a 6-0 game. But my biggest concern and my message to the kids was this game's going to going to go really fast because mm-hmm. that clock starts rolling. We're running, they're running, and we're throwing it. We're completing it, so the clock's not stopping. Yeah, your third your third quarter, you put together one heck of a drive that eats up drive. Al- yeah eats up almost the entire third quarter, yeah. and and you're able to cash it in. Yes. So that that was solid. So I mean, I felt good about it. I felt like emotionally, our kids were pretty dialed in. They knew what we needed to do, and we did. We took the the, the opening kickoff, and. Um, and drove the field, and it took just over 10 minutes and scored. So we hit the PAT, so we've got the lead. So feel good about that. Well, then, again, you poke the bear. You know they're going to respond. They're going to answer, and they go down and score. Right. So here we're middle of the fourth quarter now. We need to we need to put one together because all indications are this may well be the our last time we touch the ball tonight. Yeah. Because they're the kind of team that can can just take the air out of it and just wear you out, go for it on fourth down and uh we put a good drive together. We scored, uh opted to go for two, so that that put us up thirteen to twelve. Right. And uh we had defended their two point plays well. So I thought, well there's no there's no advantage in kicking it here. Um, I mean, if they get down there and they kick the field goal, you're going to lose. Well, at least if we go for two, they've got to score a touchdown to beat you. Right. And and you know time's going to be close. Um, so felt good about the drive. Made a couple big third down conversions in that drive, uh, and I felt like we had them on their heels a little bit, mm-hmm. where where they were they liked playing offense a lot more than defense. Yeah. Um, so by us being able to maintain the ball, but I didn't want to get too cute. I mean, you got to score. Sure. Somebody saying in my ear, you know, don't give them too much time. <laughs> you know, th- this isn't pro football. You got to score when you can score. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to score yeah. when you can score, especially in the game. I've never like understood this. that, coach. No. You got to score when you can score. Yes, and uh, you know, sometimes you outsmart yourself, yeah. and you break your own rhythm sure. and you break your own tempo. So, you know, I, I just I let that kind of go through my head, and uh, we scored, went for two, and. The failure to get that to it, it deflated us a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're you're a, you're a high school kid, and all you know is the last play was unsuccessful. Right. You're still okay. You still have the lead, but but it's, it's a negative. And I think that them stopping that play gave them a little energy back. So right. that in kind of a strange way. Well, then they put together the Burke kid, which is he, he's a big and I mean he's bigger than anybody we have on the team. Right, and he carried the ball for them most of the night. So it, it almost harkens back to when we played West Washington at our place um, a year ago. That it's unfair. They're handing a ball to a kid bigger than anybody on our team. Right, and they give it to him thirty times. Yeah. So here we are again, and 
you know, he had been a lot of inside running. Well, one of their first couple plays of their last possession, they tossed it to him, got him on the edge. And my little corner out there, I don't know, on a good day, he's 123 pounds probably. Uh-huh. Not a good matchup. Right. And he got consumed. Well, that shortened the field. But nonetheless, they go score. We're unable. We had 40-some seconds left. But, right. you know, that was kind of – it was kind of – bittersweet in the sense that they earned it right and, and i really uh i really like andrew their coach he's a young guy he's had some he's had some battles i don't know that i'm old enough to mentor anybody but if if there's, i've ever had one it's maybe him right so he and i know each other well and that's tough to play in those games not unlike playing with uh against ryan at Milan that you know you know i'm off the field and your friends and you care about everybody's kids and right and then all of a sudden now you're, you're across from them and they're trying to beat you and you're trying to beat yeah. them. But I, I told Andrew, I said, you know, um, the good news is one of us is going to win. Right. And and I said, if it's not us, I'm, I'll be proud for you. And I am. Because he is, if you look back at his time there, he's had a really good two-year span. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's overcome some battles. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him, happy for him. And I think we've got a lot to build on. Yeah, and, and coach, I'm I'm super excited for you guys uh, with mm-hmm. with only graduating one, correct, and bringing everybody back on on really what has been a very good season for you guys. And and uh, as we're coming up against the clock here, yeah. just coach, just a quick thought about uh, what's what's coming back for you. I mean, well, I mean, so pretty much everybody. I right. mean, we lost our starting left guard and and one of our inside linebackers. Uh, you, you've got. Uh, Junior Carson Palmer at quarterback, right. defensive end. We didn't get to see him a lot defensive end in the middle of the season because uh, he injured his knee, uh-huh. so he was limited to offense only, and even his offense was was impacted. Right. Uh, Reed Messer, our leading rusher. I mean, there's a lot of people that would like to have those two guys. Sure. Jake Kinker mm-hmm. uh, returns at center. Our, um, James Evans, our, our linebacker, leading tackler. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be there's a lot to be excited about, and and, and more than anything. They're really good kids, and they handled the struggles this year yeah. that, that they could have. They they could have imploded and said, "Woe is me," and they didn't. So I'm 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 excited about the off season and who they are as people. Well, that's uh, that's great to hear, and we wish you all the best and, and congratulations on the successes that you had uh, this yeah. year. And I really appreciate you coming down and talking yeah, to us tonight, pleasure. and and we look forward to doing it again. If you next ever year. want to talk about running or anything short <laughs> short purse, if you just let me know, I'll, I'll be around this winter. I all won't right. be running, but let okay. me know, Coach Steve Stern. Thank you, North Decatur. Thank you so much. And we're going to take a final commercial break. When we come back, I'll be back to wrap things up. This is Coach's Corner on Country One Hundred Three Point Nine WRBI. Oh my. <laughs> That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also got your sweet tooth covered with our Black Forest chocolate cake, carrot cake, caramel chocolate lava cake, New York cheesecake, caramel apple cheesecake, and our impossible-to-forget chocolate chip cookies. Get your That's a Big Pretzel only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, or downtown Batesville. Your local Lennox dealer, Burton Elko, is turning 50 this year. That's a long time spent respectfully satisfying the electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling needs of our customers through unparalleled service and competitive prices. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Come check out our newly redesigned showroom. We have a nice supply of fixtures for you to see and touch, plus a large inventory of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling supplies and parts. Burton Elko, your local Lennox dealer, and so much more. 
back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. And I'd like to uh, thank once again uh, all of my guests here tonight. Uh, that included uh, Franklin County Tennis State Finalist Jack Stern, East Central Cross Country State Finalist Rachel Campbell with Coach Steve Cotherman, South Ripley Cross Country State Finalist Laney Nicholson with her coach Jim Cole, and also the head coach of North Decatur Football Steve Stern. Big thanks to all of our sponsors here. Of course, our wonderful hosts here at Ison's Family Pizza, along with Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hart & Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutsweiler. And also a big thanks to John Heil for engineering the show back at the studio. That's going to do it for me, Bryce Kendrick. It's been a pleasure to be with you uh, once again, sitting in for the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver, and his Hall of Fame wife, Sally. I'll be back at 6 a.m. tomorrow with a fresh look at local sports and in studio at 12 o'clock to take you through your afternoon. Until then, enjoy your evening. Thanks so much for listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Join us again next time for another edition of Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. And check out our Coach's Corner podcast archives online at WRBIRadio.com. From 103.9 WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles.